In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome this morning to Mass here at St Bride's, which is of course the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Ellen Donnelly. Welcome to yourself, Michael, and to all the family are here with you, your own children, their spouses, and of course Ellen's surviving brothers and sisters and spouses. Welcome also to other members of the family who are here and friends as well. Many people are not able to be here with us, but who would wish to be with us, family and friends, who send their best wishes, their prayers and their affection to you today. Welcome to all of us who welcome to all of those who will be joining us on the audio recording of the Mass that will be available later on in the day. Everyone who has heard of Ellen's death are very sad to hear the news. It seems all too sudden and very hard to take in. She was a person whom we saw regularly on buses, shops, walking in the road and here in the church. What can we say about her? She was quite a woman, never ever short of a word, never ever short of a funny story, always able to make us laugh and smile. She was always helpful and put herself out for other people. Today we thank God for her life, which has meant so much to so many, especially to family and friends. She was a treasure and a gem that we all loved very much. We are reminded by St Paul about what it all boils down to. It boils down to love. Love is a thing that matters, to love each other. And to those who live in love, we hear today in the reading that they live in God. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. May our prayers rise up to you, O Lord, and may the soul of Ellen, your servant, be welcomed into eternal joy. For as you were pleased to create her in your own image and adopt her as your own, so command, we pray, that she may have a share in your inheritance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the first letter of St. John. My dear people, let us love one another, since love comes from God. And everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Anyone who fails to love can never have known God, because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent his, into the world his only Son, so that we could have life through him. This is the love I mean. Not our love for God, but God's love for us when he sent his son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. Dear friends, since God has loved us so much, we too should love one another. No one has ever seen God, but as long as we love one another, God will live in us and his love will be complete in us. The word of the Lord. Amen. 
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Be ambitious for the higher gifts, and I am going to show you a way that is better than any of them. If I have all the eloquence of men or of angels, but speak without love, I am simply a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. If I have the gift of prophecy, understanding all the mysteries there are, and knowing everything, and if I have faith in all its fullness to move mountains, but without love, then I am nothing at all. And if I give away all that I possess piece by piece, and if I even let them take my body to burn it, but I'm without love, it will do me no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. It's never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. It's never rude or selfish. It doesn't take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. It's always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love does not come to an end. The word of the Lord. Please stand. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared you a place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Sit down. Those of you who are weather watchers will know that a storm is coming in from the Atlantic called Ellen. It should be with us over the next few days. High winds of 60 and 70 miles are predicted and even last night, 89 miles in the Republic of Ireland. Trees may be blown down. Slates might fly off the roof. Hold on to your hats. It seems appropriate somehow that a storm called Ellen is forecast on the day of Ellen's funeral. Wherever Ellen went, there was a whirlwind that would follow her. A storm would be brewing. High winds would be forecast. Hold on to your hat. Anything can happen when Ellen's around. She would like that thought of a storm coming on the day of her funeral that would blow you off your feet. It somehow uh, seems beyond coincidence that it should be happening today and it should have her name on it. God has strange ways. The days since Ellen's death have been hard ones. It's been hard to take in that she has gone, who was such a constant in all of our lives. I think that the family have been consoled by the kind words that uh, people have said about Ellen and the good wishes that have been sent. 
and the prayers that have been said for her. She was a constant in our lives. Most of us saw her regularly, every day sometimes, and even sometimes just a few days through the week. She was like a roadrunner, never off the road, never off the bus. And even in the worst days, she would be out, the worst weather, even when she wasn't feeling uh, very well, she would be out. She'd be in the shops, tea rooms, shopping, chatting with friends on the road, or visiting relatives or friends. There is, as you know, a feeling that the local economy will plummet, and certainly it's reported that the profits of Carly's the butchers will take a hit. She had so much energy, you could never hold her down. Her day started early, unfortunately for Michael. She tidied the house and she was out and not back till eight. She was like a bat out of hell. There was no holding her down. It seems hard that she is no longer with us and that today we are attending her funeral, saying prayers for her offering Mass for her, saying farewell to her, and recalling her life. The readings of today's Mass offer us some comfort and give us things to think about. They emphasise the importance of love. Love is a thing that matters. Love is a thing that remains. Love is a thing that we should strive after. And when life is over, love is a thing that remains our love for that person, their love for us, God's love for us. Love is a thing that lasts when everything else fails. I think that we all know that, and we all certainly believe it. And Ellen would not disagree with it, any of that, for she had a fierce and loyal love for family and friends. And of course those love, those words that we hear that we are to live in love and those that live in love are never far from God because himself, God himself is love. It's such a simple truth. If we just love, then God is never far away. Faith was always an important part of Ellen's life. She loved her faith. She loved her mass, her prayers, her novena to St Anthony. And she was a great help in the parishes that she attended and I want especially to record my thanks to her for the great work that she did so selfishly in this parish, so, so selflessly over uh, many years in this parish. The help that she gave to all the priests who were here and to myself especially and of course to Father Miller helping him in different parishes uh, since leaving St Bride's. This Mass would mean everything to her. The last Mass, all its blessings and prayers. She attended so often so many other people's funerals and we'd be glad that so many people are remembering her today on the day of her funeral. She left this life with a strong faith and a strong love of God. That wind which was always in her sails was a fair wind blowing her and guiding her through her life. Just a few things about her life. She was born on the 21st of September 1947 at 54 Gateside Avenue. Her parents, Dick and Nellie Campbell, and her brothers and sisters, Ned, Nessie, Frank, Dick, May, Billy, John and Anne-Marie. She was devoted to her parents and had a great love and affection for her brothers and sisters and their families. She was always a regular visitor to them. In her young life, she attended St Bride's primary and secondary. In her working life, uh, she started, uh, she worked at Gilbraith's, the Westburn Co, and waitressed at the Sun Inn. Herself and Michael met at a St Patrick's Night dance and they started going out. They were married in St Carrick's in February 1970 and a few months ago celebrated 
their 50th wedding anniversary. Married life began by staying with Michael's parents and then progressed to a flat above the Sun Inn and then they moved where they lived for the last uh, 47 years at Glasgow Road. Four children came along, Paul and Anthony and Michelle and that tricky one at the end, Natalie. She worked hard over the years at the Hoover plant, the chicken factory, the Sun Inn and as a home help. She also helped Father Miller at Carfin, and I have to tell you, not everything went right there. Her cooking often backfired, and there is a notorious occasion where she locked a certain Celtic player in the chapel and was oblivious to what she had done. She was delighted to see her own children grow up and do well, and new spouses come into the family and particularly loved her grandchildren, Andrew and Anya, and spoiled them. She was delighted to welcome Tegan and Lee into the family and treated them as her grandchildren also. Very often uh, she would just take the moment and she would take the children away to some far distant place without telling anyone. As you know, she was a free spirit. I think it would be true to say, to put it politely, she was inquisitive. She knew everything. And if she didn't know everything, then she wasn't long in finding it out. She knew everyone who had died within the hour of their passing, everyone who was ill, and she knew all the local gossip. She loved to laugh and she made us all laugh with her stories, things that happened to her, calamities and stories from her childhood. Even when she was telling you a sad or dramatic story, it was hard not to laugh. She would pull faces, tell the story with digressions and interjections, and a sad story turned out to be a funny tale. She was an exceptionally good neighbour and liked by everyone where she lived. The neighbours would sit long hours in the garden drinking a few baby shams and talking about everybody, everything and anything. They would sort out all the problems of the world. She was a free spirit and could never be tied down. As soon as those early chores were out of the way, and the sun had risen, she was out. She would go anywhere, by bus, or by train, or simply by walking. She would decide in the spur of the moment that she was going to shops or a concert. There was a certain restlessness in her soul, and she hated being tied down. There was also a part of her personality which she probably would agree with me, which was a certain stubbornness. Once she had decided things, it was difficult for her to move. Heaven and the earth couldn't move her. She had dug her high heels in. She had a very kind side of her nature too. She was generous and hardworking. She was extremely helpful and was always first to volunteer to help or to make herself available for tasks that nobody else wanted to do. Everyone got help. Family, neighbours, friends in need, strangers, and of course ourselves here in the church. She was always a person you could rely on, and she was everyone's friend. We're expecting the winds to blow for the storm Ellen. And Ellen, like that storm that is coming, that bears her name, has blown through our lives. We have known a storm of kindly and good acts, a storm of stories and things that has made us laugh and smile. And like that storm that passes and leaves much in its wake, so has Ellen. So much to remember 
so much to make us smile and so much to make us thankful for. All the good things that she received in her life, she believed came her way through the goodness of God. And all the difficult things, she accepted and believed she had strength to face them again through the goodness of God. And at the end of her life, she will know God's goodness. That rich mercy that we hear in the gospel of today's Mass. There's always enough room in the Father's house for everyone. There's always one more room. There's always enough spaces. The door's always open. The table's set. The seat is there for us. It's to that goodness that we commend her soul today. May she rest in peace. May God reward her for all the kindness and goodness of her life. Ellen, thank you for everything that you have brought to our lives. Thank you for making us smile and laugh. And thank you for the ways that you've helped us in so many ways. And thank you for being a part of so many lives. And thank you for the way that you've put yourself out for others so often. And thank you for all that you've brought to your family's life. May you rest in peace. May you rest in peace. Brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Mercifully receive, we pray, O Lord, the offerings we trustingly present for the soul of your servant Ellen, that through this sacrifice, which you ordained as the one true remedy for all, you may grant her everlasting salvation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For it's at your summons that we come to birth, by your will that we are governed, and at your command that we return an account of sin to that earth from which we came. And when you give the sign, we who have been redeemed by the death of your Son shall be raised up to the glory of his resurrection. 
and so with the company of the angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. May I ask you to put on your, your mask, please, Jeff? I think you can ask one. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Ellen, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. 
Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Just to say to you with regards to Holy Communion, if you'd like to receive Communion, I'll just invite you to stand uh, and uh, come forward. I'll come around the church to give you Communion. Uh, and if you don't want to receive Communion, but maybe you want to receive a blessing, again, you just stand and uh, put your hand on your breast uh, and I'll give you a blessing. Um, so um, uh, if you don't want to receive a blessing or Communion, then just remain uh, seated uh, in the seats that you're there in. Please stand. Sweetheart of Jesus, fount of love and mercy, today we come, thy blessing to
Please stand. Renewed by the nourishment of this sacred gift, we pray, O Lord, that our dear sister Ellen, freed from the bonds of death, may rejoice to have a share in the resurrection of your Son, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Thank you. 
each day.